This episode was recorded and produced on Lishan Ohlone land. To learn more about Lishan Ohlone land reclamation and rematriation efforts, please refer to the information in our episode description. Content notices for this episode include strong language, discussions of off-screen character death, and implied violence to an awakened animal as part of backstory. Transcripts for all our episodes are available at our website, chromythica.com. Hello, and welcome to Chromythica. We are a Pathfinder 2E actual play, semi-homebrewed, and set in the world of Galarian, and I am your GM, Esther Wallace. I use she, her, and Zizhir pronouns, and I am so excited to be with you all today. Before we dive into today's game, I'm going to ask my wonderful players to go around and introduce themselves. I am Vedus Rougeau. I use she and they pronouns, and I will be playing Temerity Vane, our rogue. I'm Justin Brown. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Ember, our barbarian oracle. I'm Alex. I use they, them pronouns, and I will be playing Professor Z, a gnomish professor, and his contraption buster. Hi. I'm David. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Um, our party's gnome sorcerer, who uses any combination of she, him, or they pronouns, and Um's pseudo-dragon familiar Nami, who uses he, him pronouns. It's good to have you all here. It's great to be here. So, I thought we could start today with a warm-up question, and that warm-up question is, do you have any daily rituals or routines? And if so, what are they? I can go. You got to! I uh, know. When I wake up, I stretch and yawn. And when I am hungry, I go eat. And before I travel, I sit and I stare for a moment. Because that is what my master did. Uh, I'll go next, I guess. Morning routine is the question, right? Any kind of daily rituals. Morning, evening something you do every day. The most important part of the morning routine is oral hygiene. You know, Temerity makes a really compelling point there. It's true. It's, it's one that I wish I could better internalize. <laughs> Philosopher Temerity. That's all I'm saying. Who's next? 
So Professor Z, in academic fashion, always has to, you know, read a good paper in the morning. But he does so on his walk to the bakery, and there he picks up a, a, a breakfast item and then goes off to the office. I think for Umenami, it's it's really being in touch with the, their emotions for both of them. They don't have a set ritual, but it's all about feeling where they are in that particular moment and just recognizing that it's okay to feel that way. So for Um especially, I think sometimes she just attributes a certain color to how she's feeling for the day. So, you know, sometimes you feel a little strawberry red, sometimes a little bit Cabernet. All just depends. I love it. Well, on that note, let's revisit what's been going on in your lives over the past day or so. You all came together in the city of Brasselwork, which Professor Z is your home, and Ember, it has been your home, and now you've come back to it. And you gathered at Celestine Bakery, where you all learned that either you recognized and had previous associations with Ember and his former master, Oriana Celestine, or you were somehow connected to this story. And you began to wonder how Ember, who had previously been a regular dog, a very good boy, but a dog who couldn't talk or have sentience in the way that we think about sentience, how he came to be awakened, and how his former master, Oriana, came to die at the same time, and what the relationship of those two events might be, what it all might mean. So you journeyed to the Celestine Cottage on the outskirts of Brasselwork, where you took in a beautiful mural that Oriana's wife, Mira, had painted on the wall. And this was a mural of various locations that had been important in Oriana's research into ley lines and nature and balance in her druidic work. You understood that she had a particular sort of cipher or series of marks she would make that indicated when she had been to one location, a location she wanted to visit, and when she wanted to return to a location she had visited. And while you were at the cottage, you also met with uh, Oriana and Mira's nephew, Tavi, who is the current proprietor of Mira's bake shop in her absence. Tavi's told you that his aunt Mira, who was filled with grief and rage and a powerful gumption in the wake of her wife's death, has begun visiting places that Oriana went to in life in search of clues about who could have taken her wife's life and how she might locate these people. He thinks she will be writing or returning in person in about two weeks or ten days or so around the Festival of Flight. So you've all decided to hang around Brasselwork until then to see if Mira will be sending word. Tavi was also a little suspicious of Oom and Oom's previous relationship with Ember, but seems to trust you enough after some conversation. And Tavi asked Professor Z to look after Ember. I think it was Oom who also took a book from Oriana's library with Tavi's permission about the Whisperwood, and we'll get to that in a moment. So on coming back into town and passing the Scholarium, which is this academic institution that kind of oversees and administers all the other many institutes of learning and Brassel work, you discovered that various academics and community members were being set upon by a cobble swarm 
and several ooze methods. You really swiftly dealt with these disruptions and were thanked by Parmenius Revenil, who Professor Z knows is the chair of the Scholarium. And Parmenius took an interest in Ember and invited you into his office to discuss how exactly Ember might have been awakened. Ember, you told Parmenius that you met Friend Dragon when Oriana died, and that Friend Dragon smelled of smoke, fire, and death. The rest of the party was able to inform Parmenius that you were awakened in the Whisperwood. He suggested that your awakening may have something to do with, in his words, the powers of hell. He had a few theories about what might have happened. He said that it's possible a powerful dragon might have performed an awaken ritual, that a powerful spellcaster could call on particular magics to do something like awaken an animal. Could have been a spontaneous magical event. You were in the right place at the right time with the right combination of things happening, and that's hard to replicate. Or it could have been some kind of powerful entity, a god, a demigod, a fey, or elemental being. And Parmenius said it's unclear what their purpose would be for awakening a dog. He said, my guess is that someone did this for some purpose, that there was some kind of ritual involved. And he promised he'll see what kind of research he can do, but that his schedule is busy and he may not be able to spend too much time on this. So he invited you to use the libraries of the Scholarium and all its affiliated institutions to do your own research, and suggested that you might be asked to do a few favors for people in exchange for access to these libraries, but he'll spread the word that you're going to be around. After you met with Parmenius, you decided to do a little research in the Scholarium building itself. Temerity, you looked at ley lines, and you learned not every ley line in the world has been mapped. There were some ley lines traced on the map mural in Oriana and Mira's home, and the Whisperwood is rich with ley lines. Some ley lines are fainter than others in terms of magical energy they put into the world, and certain places on ley lines may have ties to a particular plane or type of magical energy, and it may not span the whole line, but sometimes it does. The Whisperwood lines are particularly infernally attuned. Um, you looked through some books on the Whisperwood, and you learned it is a forest Cheliax, a few hundred miles to the west of Brasselwark. It's home to various monsters and a rumored portal to hell itself. It's odd, there was a footnote, a, a little uh, asterisk in this book, with a word blurred out, and the footnote has also been blurred out. Something about, while there has been rumor of the dragon, and it's like a name has been struck from the book, and whatever information about this name was contained has also been wiped out of the footnote. And that's where we left things. Oh, one more important happenstance. Ember, you smelled a sandwich, and you really wanted this sandwich. The librarian caught you in the act. You were scolded. You were not able to obtain the sandwich, and it was a sad moment. So you've taken a few hours to comb through these books, try to get the sandwich, it's probably getting late in the afternoon. Let's have everybody roll a perception check. It's the first roll of the game. Secretly? Yeah, um, actually it doesn't really matter for this one. I'm still waiting on temerities, but everyone else, you will notice Parmenius himself coming down the stairs. He has some very thick books, like a stack of books in one arm, and Sort of in one uh, one hand is uh, a little pouch, and he'll make his way to your table and say, 
I forgot to pay you for your services earlier, and um, this should be enough to get you started in Brassel work with some research and some materials. You will get 20 gold each. These, these books are some of the literature reviews that Z was asking about last time on dragons and draconic studies. Now, I don't have my way time to make my way through all of them, but if you want to begin looking through them, I was able to locate a few materials. Now, I will do as much as I can for you. I'll be in touch, or you can drop by and see me. You have my assistant schedule some time between my many meetings. I wish you luck in your investigation, and I will do what I can to help you. Did we get 60 gold or 80 gold? Did he count me as a person? <laughs> he counted you as a person. Okay, I will give my gold to Temerity. Just kind of like drop the like slobbering <laughs> coins in his hands. I lack things like coin purses and or hands. And probably the ability to do math. Many mercantile things I cannot do, but with the money where it is, I will spend whatever rest of the time we have with my head in Oom's lap. I will enjoy giving pets. What is it, what is our plan? Like, are we just sitting around here? If it is late, we can go back home. But which home would we go to? There is only home. Didn't the nephew... Tavi. Tavi? Tavi, yeah. Tell Ember that in sort of a rather pointed way, you are welcome to stay here. But that didn't include any of us. Yes. Yeah. Well, somebody has a home. It's just not the rest of us. Well, somebody lives here, but two of us. I mean, I, I could probably just sleep in the woods or whatever. It's where I'm from, so. Well, are we looking to go to somebody's home for the night? Like, I'm legit asking, what are we oh. trying to accomplish this afternoon? We're still in afternoon times, right? Yeah. Late afternoon. It's getting to be like 4 p.m. You're looking towards the evening. We want to go uh, rustle up some dinner. I like. Sure. Food. I guess we could probably we could probably talk uh, theories. Over what's dinner. what's the the finest dog food purveyor in Boston? <laughs> well, roll society. Me. Alex asked, so I'm assuming Professor Z wants to know. He would have the best knowledge of society in the area. <laughs> Tell Justin what he he knows first. Okay. You were fed many meals by Oriana and Mira at home. You would sit like a good boy by your bowl, waiting for them to feed you. And sometimes you would have to be told to sit down again because you were so eager. But eventually, they would always give you your food, and it was very good. I'm disappointed that that's not a story about like a chicken bone Ember found once in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> you would remember going to the butcher, but uh, that's, we'll say, yeah, you just, you remember this one glorious dinner where there was like a particular shank of meat and the smell was amazing. You nommed it right up and then you kept that bone for a long time. It may have been one that you were digging up in the yard. That was a good meal. Yes. I do remember that once there was meat. He says very resolutely. Professor Z, in terms of, like, pet food, you would be familiar with the butchers giving cast-off scraps to 
owners of, of canines and various kinds of animals. If you are thinking of an establishment that is likely to feed a, an awakened dog, you would probably- think of an establishment that would feed all of us, really, but- Yes, that would be willing to entertain an awakened dog Happily, no questions asked. You're definitely thinking of Lily Frost Inn and Tavern. It's not that the fancier institutions in town would necessarily be unwelcoming to Ember. It just, you feel like Lily Frost Inn is, is a safe bet in this case. Prophecy will suggest to the party that we uh, get some dinner at the Lily Frost Inn and Tavern. Incidentally, Oom, that is where you stayed last night. Sounds good to me. Ember will stand up under the table and hit his head against it and make his way out. There's nothing too remarkable on the way to the end. I mean, there's the hustle and bustle of brassel work, which is always a wash of colors and interesting sensory input, but no cobble swarms on the way. So you can make your way there without much of an issue at all. And you will see that the inn is close to the main bridge into Brasselwork, across the river Brassel. It's in the Riverside District, and it's a comforting-looking building. Less less imposing than some of the stone academic institutions. It's just a bit more homey, like wooden beams making up some of the outside, and a nice shingled roof. And as you make your way in, you can notice the owner, Vivi Lilyfrost, standing behind the bar, probably gearing up for the evening dinner rush. And there will be many tables, wooden tables low, mostly the height of gnomes, but several larger sized tables as well, and a staircase leading up to the beds and the more inn part of the inn and tavern. I would never be so presumptuous as to make these gnomish folk sit at a table that's too big for them. So if they head to a smaller one, I will follow them to it. What say you, friends? I know that to be a good dog inside, I should stick next to the side of a, an individual. So <laughs> it will stay kind of glued between womb and temerity. Professor Z would not think about the consequences of a shorter table and just point to a shorter table and be like, what about that one? Sounds good to me. Lead the way. Vivi will make her way out from behind the counter. She right now has dark hair about shoulder length and deep golden eyes. And she's dressed in clothing that looks comfortable and practical for the owner and operator of an inn and tavern. And she says, well, good evening. Professor Z, I believe it was Oom and Nami, and uh, seems you've brought two friends with you. A pleasure to meet you. I'm Timerity Vane. I'm Vivi Lily Frost. I own and operate this establishment. It's a pleasure to have you with us. And rather than introduce Ember, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself. I'll just look at him. Ember has many times today introduced himself and had a lot of people get very freaked out. So he's just going to pretend to be a dog. Okay. And this is our dear friend, Ember. He will wag. Well, hello, Ember. I'm so happy to have you here. Is there anything special I can get him? Meat. <laughs> I have just the thing. And the rest of you? What do you have to offer us? 
She'll I really love the shepherd's pie here. Professor Z does describe one of our specials. We make a great shepherd's pie. Uh, but we also have a somewhat lighter fare, vegetarian food, if you're doing that right now. She'll describe a, a wide range of menu options. I'll gratefully accept the shepherd's pie. Well, I'll get that for you. And, um, can I get anything for you? I think Nami and I will also try the shepherd's pie. All around. Fabulous. Let me know if there's anything else I can do. If you have any questions about town or anything in it, I'm always happy to answer for my guests. Be back in a, in a jiffy, and she will hustle off to go get your food ready. We'll curl up under the table. So, out of character question, what have we established for ourselves other than ley lines exist, his owner's somewhere? Is that sort of the, the long and the short of it? And there's a dragon in the Whisperwood? Oh yeah, yeah, there's a dragon. Yeah, there's there's a dragon. A, oh, there's a dragon with a mystery name. So if we can find another edition of that book, we might be able to maybe yeah. see who the dragon is. So maybe maybe that should be our first place to go. Does that sound right? Also potentially a portal to hell. This is not something Ember would think about, but portals are often connected to conjuration magic. So that might be a reasonable place to start would be the conjuration school. Okay. Uh-huh. That's not something you would have gotten from your okay. research. <laughs> no, okay. I'm not saying that it's wrong. <laughs> Just it's it's not something you would have right. gotten from the research you did. I love how Esther says, bitch, you're metagaming without saying metagaming. <laughs> I'm a dog. So it sounds like we want to research ley lines some more, the Whisperwoods some more, dragons some more, and portals some more, right? And the connections between those four things. Like that's sort of what we have to go on. Those are the four. Yeah. Yes. Sounds like those are the four main things. Very well. I guess we can discuss this inside of character and not just out of it. I, I suppose I probably could have just asked that question in character. Somehow I know that ley lines <laughs> are connected to conjuration magic. <laughs> that's a pretty good ember. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so. Well, my friends, I'll tell you, I'm very interested in the dragon without a name. I think if we can maybe find the same edition of this book somewhere else, we might be able to find out the name of this dragon and see if it's connected to anything else. It seems like all we have right now are crumbs, and we want to know where the crumbs come from, and... Yes, maybe we should go speak to some more dragon experts at the, one of the many institutions. Would I have another, should I roll something to understand what I know about dragon experts or? Yeah, that would, do you, do you have lore academia? Yes, I do. Okay, I would take lore academia or society. I'm not sure if they're the same for you or one's better. They're the same. So as you recall, Parmenius is kind of known as the guy who really likes dragons. And it's not his primary field of study but you know that he really enjoys studying them on the side. You think your friend Wolfbert Rumblebelly might be a good person to talk to, and you assume that there's various people at a lot of the institutions who know things about dragons due to their studies of the arcane, but it's actually a little strange. There aren't many draconic experts in Brasselwork. You might have thought of Oriana back in the day. 
I think given that, I will suggest that we pay a visit to Wolfbert Rumblebelly. Also, I guess so something else, this is not in character here. Do we want to strategize about people we want to try and meet or or ways to make connections during the Festival of Flight? And how would we go about doing that? Out of character, would I have known that Oriana was also a dragon expert? You would have known that she had practical knowledge of dragons. You have studied them in a very academic sense, and you have some experience. Oriana had traveled pretty widely, and you got the sense that she'd met with some dragons in her time, and as a druid, was maybe tapped into some of the more natural knowledge about dragons and their ways and their habitats. If this book actually has something scratched out, do you think it might also be worth it to look at the study again and see if any other books have either pieces scratched out or would reveal something? Have Oom roll me a secret arcana check. It's not clear. You, you spend a moment thinking about this, this word that's been obscured, and it's just really a mystery. Does anybody else have arcana trained? I do! No. If, if Temerity would like to roll me a secret arcana check. I have arcana trained too. Okay. Anybody yes. who has arcana trained and is thinking about this problem can roll a secret arcana check. Did Oriana ever, like, bring me in to work? Like, is there, like, a... Did, did she have an office? Her office was the great outdoors. It's the druid, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> her office is a tree. I will say, she brought you with her on many of her journeys. She primarily used the little study in her home to do her, her own work. She didn't have an office with any of the major institutions. She would sometimes consult with them, but she didn't really go into work in a particular place. Yeah, Temerity, you're also just not sure, but Professor Z, with your natural 20, Ooh. you, you know that this would actually be divination magic. The ability to obscure this word or phrase in a particular way, it's familiar to you because it's a practice sometimes of House Thrun, the wonderful overarching rulers of the nation of Cheliax, and it's annoyed scholars on more than one occasion. You would know that to figure out how one might undo this, you would need to talk to someone whose specialty is divination. One of the places of the towers here is, is divination, right? You told us that last time. Convocatia Mysterium. So I think I will say to everybody in the group, well, perhaps if we want to understand this footnote, we should seek out some experts in divination. Sounds good. Sounds like a good idea. Is it too late in the day to do so right now? Should we do it tomorrow or tonight? How late do academics work? In a gnome city, it's a little unpredictable. It's, it's probably a better idea to wait until tomorrow. So is that what we want to do tomorrow then? We want to go ask about divination? And this blurred out footnote before we go to Wolfbert Rumblebelly, or I think if, we had to go to Wolfbert Rumblebelly too. If we're able to determine anything from the divination expert, we would have more information to give to Mr. Rumblebelly. Rumblebelly? Is that his name? Yes, Professor Rumblebelly. I just call him Wolfbert or Bert. So, uh, tomorrow, the Mysterium, and then your friend. Yes. 
for more information. Sounds great. So Vivi comes back with your food, shepherd's pies, steaming, they smell wonderful. She has in a bowl for Ember, I'm assuming lightly cooked meat. I've never actually cared for a dog in an era without dog food. So I I don't know you exactly. You dog's chicken and things like okay. that. It's, it's, it's fine. perfectly fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Okay, with, with some a lightly cooked prepared meat for Ember, and she will say, is that all I can get you? Ember will happily, will like wait patiently for the bowl to be put down, and then once it is, he's <laughs> <laughs> well-trained. What a very well-trained dog this is. Oh, this good boy. Well-trained, but mischievous. He, he's a very good boy. This is a beautiful meal, thank you. Would you... Personally, I'm new in town. Would you care to tell me anything about the area? What would you like to know? What are your favorite places to go? Well, I love walking up and down the river. And, oh, I love walking to the palace district, especially when the trees are beginning to bloom. It's absolutely beautiful. And there's a little, little sort of an avenue with lavender that blooms on either side as you go up toward Mysterium and Geratio, you know, the wizard's places. I, I love that. Honestly, the Temple of Shellen is always so pretty, and they do beauty treatments there. It's very relaxing, and when I'm too stressed out and I need a massage, I'll go and get myself worked on. And, um, well, I, I like walking up into the hills and looking down over the river and the plains from the hills. There's a vineyard up that way. It makes good wine, and just some pretty paths as you get into the foothills of the mountains. You notice she sounds a little wistful when she's talking about this. Has it been some time since you've been able to get away? I don't get away there as often as I'd like to, but it would be difficult. Here. Yes, very busy here. What makes it difficult? Oh, well, you know, I have a business to maintain, and my, my husband, he's off wandering like we gnomes tend to do from time to time, and I don't have anybody to help me. My, my sister's family is all scattered right now, too, so it's just, just me managing the business. I'm like... Hmm. Should I take up a bartending gig while I'm in town? Might do, maybe not. We'll see, we'll see. Well, you're clearly doing a beautiful job. And I eat my food. I don't mean to be rude. Are, are you an elf? An unusual one, yes, but yes. Where might you be from? Oh, I'm from many different places. But the ones that I call home are... Where? The bear wood, crying wood, and, you know, crying leaf, and green gold, right? Mm -hmm. Great. So proud of myself for remembering that. That's what I tell her. I list all of those places as my home. You don't say, well, I have a niece in green gold. Perhaps I've had the pleasure of meeting her. Do you meet many gnomes there? Have, have I met many gnomes there, boss? No, not many. A, a few who might have been traveling through, but you you would know that in Kionin, if you want to see gnomes, you would go to Omesta, the gnome okay. in Elf City. So in Green Gold, not really. Well, they're, they're a bit rare, but that means more memorable. What's her mm -hmm. name? Her name is Naira, Naira Lilyfrost. Uh, alas, more's the pity I don't know her. Well, she really likes it there says all sorts of interesting people come through, and I guess she would know. What does she do there? 
she describes a variety of different things. You, you know, it's like, like she works in a library and also in a bar. Her letters are fascinating. I'm just happy. Seems like she's keeping her colors bright. Okay. Yeah. You know, pleasantly chit chat with her while I eat my food. After a while, she'll she'll make her way to other customers who are trickling in, and you may notice in the corner at a table there's an interesting individual who's been eating by themselves for a while. There's a gnome dressed in somewhat worn but very colorful traveler's garments. They have fuchsia hair and very deep brown eyes and don't appear to be carrying too much on their person except a large instrument. It's big, it sort of needs a place to sit itself, and they're really enjoying what also appears to be a shepherd's pie. At times... Have sort of perked up their ears at different pieces of conversation, not like they're eavesdropping on you, just like enjoying snippets of things that are coming in from various people. How far away are they from us? They're a couple tables over. Do they smell suspicious? No, they smell really interesting. Hmm. I will finish my meat for the time being, and then possibly <laughs> attempt. What, what does to... interesting smell like? Yeah. Many different kinds of earth. They've been around, like they have been walking many different places, and the dust has sort of settled into their clothes. They're not dirty clothes, just the scents of a lot of different places have permeated in. And they they actually smell like they've been walking along the riverbank. Ember, you would be familiar with kind of the smell of the earth down there. And also maybe up into the hills a little bit of the way. You would also know the smell of that earth, having been there with Oriana many times. So they, they actually probably smell a bit like Oriana then. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to finish my meat and then like sit up and kind of like look over at, at Temerity as though asking for permission. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> That's all I think I can convey with a okay. glance. Clearly like some kind of desire to do something. I'll just kind of lean in a little bit. What's up, buddy? That person smells interesting. That's good enough for me. I mean, they, <laughs> you, you said that they've occasionally been kind of chuckling along with our conversation or whatever, mostly minding their own business is what I've noticed of them. Yeah. Like, like when you asked Vivi about like places in town, you might have gotten a little prick up the ears. Like, ooh, that could be useful for me too. But they're not like making eyes and ears all in your business kind of a thing. They're they're okay. minding their own business. Do we? Is this a big enough table for another person to join us? Yeah, yeah, a little intimate, but not uncomfortable. All right, I'm just gonna invite them over. Excuse me, my friends. Yes. Would you care to join us for a meal? Well, that's mighty nice of you. That's awful nice of you. I'm sorry, I, I wouldn't mean to eavesdrop on you or nothing. Uh, oh. I'd love that. Let's join us. No, I don't know. Will there be room for the dulcimer? Is that what, oh wait, no, that's me thinking, is that what that is? I, I, I believe we can make it work. There's room for me after all. I mean, she's, she's a big, she's a big dulcimer, but I love her, all right? She's very beautiful. They will make their way over, picking up the dulcimer. It's a gnome-sized dulcimer, so it's not like as big as we might imagine, but it's it's still you know, pretty hefty. Well, howdy there, I'm Miev. 
That's M-I-V. There are a lot of syllables in that. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Samerity Vane. This here is my friend Ember. Ember will, you know, kind of do the thing of just like new person. Just kind of like, you know, tail wagging, like not jumping up on them. But well, yes. howdy. I'm Oom and this is Nami. Oom, Nami. Reckon it's mighty nice to meet you. Professor, Professor Z, local academic. Delighted to make your acquaintance. Oh, I'm pleased as punch to meet you. Local academic, you say? Now, what exactly is it you do? Well, I study ways to, um, really solutions to known society's problems. Wow, that sounds pretty fancy. What exactly do you do? You do? Well, I've been looking for uh, various ancient cures and alterations that can help gnomes live a happier life. Hmm. Well, Z, I would love to hear more about that. Uh, What brings you all here? Myself, I come to the Festival of Flight. Now, I'd never been before, but I heard really good things about it. And I thought, why don't I make my way up there? See what it's all about. So... I guess I got into town a little early for it, but uh, I am fascinated to see this place. I mean, I've heard about it. They say nobody ever loses their colors here. Now, ain't that interesting? Very interesting. Are you from here? Or from nearby? Oh, I'm from here, there, and everywhere. Not, not Not from this place, no. Is there anything in the accent or anything that tells me anything? I suppose that would be society. That's what I was thinking. Is that secret or not secret? You don't have to roll secretly. It's funny. It's a little bit hard to place at first. But you feel like this accent might be placed somewhere from Andorin. Noted. I will tell them, well, I myself am a bit of a traveler myself. I already said myself. I'm very interested in this festival of flight. What do you know about it? Well, I hear tell they have all kinds of fabulous contraptions go up in the sky. They have these huge balloons, that's what the rumor says anyway, and they have people who fly on giant kites and everything, and they may have wizards doing the flight magic. Maybe people are going to turn themselves into a bird and do, do the flying round. I don't know. I'm excited as all heck to see it, though. I even hear they may be making... A ship what goes up in the air to fly around. Ain't that exciting? That would be a sight for sore eyes. Esther, is that the kind of thing that does exist? Or is would that be a brand new technology? Hmm. How old is Tamara? Two hundred-ish? Okay. They exist, but they're very rare. To build uh-huh. one is a big deal. So that's super exciting. So I've definitely never seen something. I've heard of them. Yes. I know they exist, but I've never seen something like that. Yes. Not me, a humble country boy. Got it. That sounds amazing. I look I look very much forward to seeing that. I do too, I'm telling you. Professor Z, you've lived here your whole life? Not my whole life, no. I moved here to join the, the academy. Have you, have you ever seen one of these flying machines? Well, the Festival of Flight is wonderful every year. Just, just... For the record, you have not seen an airship. 
Yeah, but that still tracks for our dear professor, doesn't it? They've had an airship before, or this is the first year of the airship? Oh, this this may well be the first year of the airship, but you know, the Festival of Flight, every, every time it happens, there are wonderful flying contraptions. It's just, you know, something new every time. Is there a, is there a cultural reason for flying being the, the focus of the festival, or is it more just because flying is interesting and cool? I look at all of the gnomes. Emperor is just kind of muttering under his breath, ships do not fly. Actually, that's that's kind of an important question. Is Ember actually muttering? He's muttering, yeah. He's, he's like, kind of laughs a little bit at the mention of, like, ships flying, and he's like, ships do not fly. I've been waiting for him to out himself this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to keep people from hearing you? Not particularly. Okay, okay. Well, there, there ain't nothing in gnome culture, at least the ones I've been to, particular about flying, but um, it is awful interesting. And you know, we gotta keep on uh, living an interesting life in order to keep all the colors bright. So uh, why not? That's that's what I always guessed it was. Maybe the professor could tell us different or better. We turn to the professor. Well, I I think the festival of flight is just a uh, you know one of the many brasswork traditions for something something interesting. And you're right, maybe it does keep us you know colorful for a little bit longer. But really, it's all part of the great academic search, especially here in brasswork that the house through supports that we search for a way to not ever have to worry about the bleaching in the future. Is that what you're doing? Well, that's what. All academics in Brussels work are doing in, in one fashion or another. Really? Well, ain't that good to know. Now, I feel like I heard somebody else talking a second ago. Is this animal, is he one of your, you know, like those animals that can talk because their people can do magic? They're looking at Nami too. <laughs> like, <laughs> try, trying to put some puzzle pieces together. They're looking at the person probably least likely to lie about. <laughs> Ember, Ember will just look up at me and just say, like, I am Ember. But other people today were upset when I said that I am Ember, so I did not say that I am Ember. They stick out their hand like they want to shake your paw. I will, I will do that. Like, I will shake like a dog shakes. They shake your paw. Well, it is mighty nice to meet you, Ember. Well, it ain't every day you run across a talking dog. No, you came here for interesting things and you find them. I certainly did. Well, y'all are a fascinating bunch. How, did, how do you know each other? We've all fallen together. I met Ember in... Keonan, doing some travels. We've become very good friends, I think. Are we Are we good friends, Ember? You are a friend. You are my friend. And uh, Ember had some business he wanted to attend to, and so we came here, where we met our new friends. Yeah. He was just a, a really special dog, so, you know, that's how... That's how we met him to just cross paths with him a while back, and it's just been a reunion. He's brought us all together. He's very special. I can tell. You, you smell like you travel a lot. 
do I? Well, I imagine that's one of the benefits of having a really good nose. I do like traveling a lot when I can. Oh, I'm, I have a wanderer's soul. And I love going around and seeing new places and people and learning new songs I can sing on the dulcimer, play on the dulcimer and sing along to. It's my passion. Are you a bard? Well, after a manner of speaking, yeah, I am. You know, my mother is a bard. If you would be so kind, I would love to, to hear maybe, you know, your music. I'd be delighted. I don't want to disrupt anybody, you know. I don't know if they have house entertainment or something. I'm delighted to play you tune on the dulcimer, though. Anytime. Does it look like there's house entertainment here? Not yet, no. Are there any other people here? Yeah, there's people slowly trickling in for dinner. It's it's a weeknight, so it's not the busiest, but there, there are people coming in to have a dinner or a drink with friends. Is there any manner of, like... A place where entertainment would normally, if if such a thing were to happen. Yeah, there's like a, a small central little stage actually in one part of the tavern. And it's there's beautiful, like huge flowers painted around it in the background and even some curtains. There's really a, definitely a spot for entertainment. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty promising. Is, I can't remember the, our proprietor lady's name. Vivi. Is she around? She's taking care of some customers, but she will be in a moment. Okay. Well, whenever she comes around, I'm gonna try to suggest to her that our friend here would add to the ambiance and see if we can see if we can get them the hookup. Give them a couple of coins up in here. She absolutely will be happy for them to play. So they can take the dulcimer to the stage and start plucking out a tune. It. If you've never heard a dulcimer, it's a little hard to describe what it sounds like. I, I think of it as like a harpsichord guitar kind of an instrument. And they will sing a folk song, a beautiful folk song about some mountains and two lovers and a river that carries their tears away down to the sea. Two lovers. Two lovers forbidden <laughs> from one another. <laughs> Thank you. Are they singing in common or like gnomish or? They'll clock the audience and sing in gnome. Can't understand it, but it's beautiful. Yep. Take that language next level. Would the song help narrow down like region or if it's if it's from a particular like genealogy? Well, they'll, they'll play a few different songs and sing most of them in Gnome, but probably a couple in Common. And roll me lore genealogy. It takes you a little while of listening, but as you've done extensive research on different Gnome cultures and family trees and lineages, these songs really do sound like maybe they come from a region in the Andorran mountains. Also, I should probably, whenever I talk to Miss Vivi, ask her for a room for the evening or for however long I might need a room. I'll be delighted to let you a room. Other people oh. are putting coins in the case. Is that things we should do? 
And he like picks up the bone from the meat. He's like, should I put the bone in the case? I'm gonna give Ember um, a couple of his coins, like okay. two of the, two gold. Ember will go over and put the two gold into the dulcimer case. Wow, I thank you kindly, Ember. That's an, a right generous tip. Not every day I see something like that. He will just wag contentedly. Ember's so special. <laughs> What money is? What am I gonna do with money? I just buy more bones. Turn money into bones? What? <laughs> After Miv finishes playing, they will pack up the dulcimer case for the night. And if you would like to make your way home, in the case of Professor Z, I'm guessing, and to rooms for everybody else, this might be a good spot to take a break. made your way to rest for the night, either at the inn or at home. You will all wake up refreshed in the morning, ready to get to the day's business, which I believe is following up on the censored text in the book, and then tracking down Wolfbert Rumblebelly and asking questions about dragons. So tell me which of those you would like to do in any particular order or anything. I assume we're meeting back at Celestine Bakery to, you know, pick up breakfast. Or did we decide to meet back in the tavern? I don't know. Well, would they do breakfast at the tavern? They do breakfast at the tavern. Um, but we, we have previously established that Professor Z goes to the bakery every day. Yeah. We can meet him there. He's Having there. realized that we didn't arrange that last night, we can probably be like, oh, well, we'll just meet him there. Awesome. All right. So, um... Professor Z, you can make your way as you usually do to the bakery, and Ember, Oom, and Nami, and uh, Temerity, you can all make your way there as well. How early do you get there? Ember is pretty used to waking up at, you know, before dawn, so he'd be ready to go pretty early, and I imagine he will attempt to be well-behaved and not wake up the rest of the people, but you know how well that works for dogs. I don't think Temerity is probably a super early riser, but if there's noise and people are up and about, he'll get up and perform his oral hygiene rituals. Ember will be on the lookout for bad smells on the way to the bakery. Bad hmm. people smells. For bad people smells. Why don't you roll survival? Okay. Secretly. Oh, okay. 
You don't notice any bad people smells. No bad people smells. No okay. bad people smells. We are safe. There are no bad people afoot. We'll say you get there not... You, you manage to get there just before the big morning rush at the bakery. So you will be ahead in line and you will see Tavi and Katora working behind the counter and they'll both greet you. He'll say, oh, it's good to see you all. And she will say, oh, yes, welcome back. I see you made it and met with Tavi. What can we get you? I like bread. Favorite bread. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Favorite breads all around. Any drinks? Tea. Tea. Fine with water. (laughs) Okay. Ember's bowl bowls will have been set out again. Excellent. Oh, that's yes. adorable. Happily munch away. Cool. You can eat breakfast. Tavi will say, did you, did you make it any further on what was, what's happening with Ember? There were a lot of different possibilities. We're still trying to track down which one seems the most likely. And so Professor Z's been helping us with the experts that he knows. Katora leans over to Professor Z and whispers, Professor, do you think the dog is possessed? Well, I think I think it's a little early to conclude that. You know, we just can't be sure. But uh, we, we've got some good leads. Something to do with the dragon and the Whisperwood. Oh, well, I hope that you are fortunate and it stays far, far away from the bakery. The dog? No, Ember's no, lovely. No, no, the... No, the dragon and the Whisperwood. These things, they frighten me. Ember is welcome here. Oh, it's all quite exciting, isn't it? I mean, many great discoveries will come of this. Tavi says, yes, I'm I'm sure they will. And then you hear this, the, another little prayer murmured in Gnome. Oh, please, Nivy Rombo Dazzle, let it be so. These poor people, they are not ready for all this. No, we should, we should, uh... <laughs> Head to the divination, the, what was it, the Mysterium. Yeah, we should, we should get the, the hell out of here. Mysterium before, okay. you know, I get holy water thrown in my face. <laughs> Traumatize them forever. So Mysterium is up on the northeast side of the city, and you're kind of in the southwest area right now at the bakery. So you just will make your way up along one of the main roads. If you look on the map, you can see there's... In very Brasselwark style, a few funny obstacles in the way, but you can like wind your way through little uh, paths in between houses and uh, through grassy parkland and then out onto more main thoroughfares until you, you make it over to Convocatia Mysterium. Do we, on the way, see the lavender that we were told about? You you will. It'll be on your left as you are making your way up towards the institution. And it is lovely growing lavender. Like, on either side of kind of a long I'm... strip of green green grass, a little park, on either side of two major roads. Is it in bloom? It is in bloom. I'm going to take myself a little sprig, just popping in behind a horn. Nice. How much of it gets unintentionally trampled by Buster? There's quite a lot of it. And Buster Buster can stay on the road fairly easily. We will, we will okay. say it, it survives. There's a few <laughs> ill-placed clonks. <laughs> but uh, it bounces back. Convocatia Mysterium is a large stone building with two wings 
and a circular tower and a spire on top that connects those two wings. And as you make your way up the stone stairs and inside, scents of herbs and flame and beeswax and incense greet you. You step into a foyer which is lit through windows and skylights, but also by candles. These walls of the institution are inlaid with beautiful metals that are forming the shape of obscure runes and letters. And all along the central hallway, when you kind of walk into this round chamber, you're going to walk into the circular tower spire area, and then there's a sort of a, a row that goes down the middle, and you can break off into both of either wing. So there's a few low tables and very plush, comfortable chairs. Again, mostly gnome-sized, but some larger as well. And on the tables are decks of cards and books, tea leaves and tea sets, some throwing runes, a couple of orbs that one could gaze in, star charts, candles, water. Not all mixed together in a terrible mess, but enough implements on these tables that you get the idea you could sit down and work with some for a while. There are a few people quietly looking these things over. You get the sense that maybe the scholars are working in either wing, and a tall individual will come and greet you. Well, tall for a gnome. I should make a note of that. My name is Indigo Pollen Twig. Welcome to Convocatia Mysterium. Professor Z, it's been a while since you've sought out the divinatory arts. What brings you to us today? Well, you know, I'm not usually a scholar of divination, but Oom here found something interesting in a, in a book. Oom, do you have the book? Yes, I'll, I'll hand over the book. And, um... Who might you be? Ooh. Just a passerby. Nami and I were here to see the Festival of Flight and just see the different things around here. But we ran into Ember, an old friend of ours, who were just trying to help. I see. I see. How kind. Well, as chair of Convocatia Mysterium, I do not usually provide these resources for free, but I am willing to do so if you will all show me how connected to fate you may be. I like to get a feel for the divinatory proclivities of those I work with. Sit, sit, see what objects you are drawn to. We shall see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) she's motioning to the rest of you like towards these big plush chairs can i can i get is it perception yes can i get one of those on her yeah you also said there was like candle and like the smells of fire and like smoke incense and specifically beeswax candles she is tall for a gnome she has Dark hair streaked with silver and silver eyes. And she's wearing these layers of floaty gauze-like material in like purples, pinks, and golds over 
single dark sheath garment underneath. It's very ethereal. I'm mesmerized by her beauty, clearly, and I don't get anything other than that. I wanted to know so much, but all I know is that she's very tall and very pretty, and she's got it. Very tall for a no. Still shorter than you, but taller than <laughs> Professor Zero. Can I roll something to figure out like what I know about this person? Yeah, yeah, society or academic lore. Okay. Ooh, Indigo Pollen Twig, the venerable chair of Convocatia Mysterium. She likes to play the part of a diviner, hence the air and the dress. She's very formidable academically. She has transformed what some people sometimes laugh at in terms of a field of research, like not not mock, but sometimes with divination there is a sense of the dramatic, and especially since the god arrowed and died and prophecy got broken, like, it's had a little bit of a rough time when it comes to the future, but she's really made something of this institution, and people respect her very much. She's very good at what she does, very competent, and she likes it when people play along with her. Does her tall stature or her last name, Pollen Twig, does that trigger anything from like either a society or a genealogy standpoint? Roll and find out. Hmm. You know, it doesn't ring any special bells. Seems like a, a last name she could have adopted. Pollen Twig isn't like a famous gnome last name from anywhere. Could just be her name. She could have taken it on at some point because she liked it. You're not really sure. I'm just thrilled that you said she likes it when people play along because I was just like, well, if I don't know anything about her and she's beautiful, I'm just going to go ahead and roll with it. If this is what we're doing, are we doing the woo-woo thing? Let's do it. Make yourself at home with our tables and see what you are drawn to. See what you may divine about your own life. Some people think that you must train steadily in the arcane arts of divination to use them, and that is true, but we believe everyone has some inner potential to connect to this work. I invite you to be my guests, as I will watch for a while. She just sort of gestures to everything on the tables. Okay, so the, the incense and candles Mm -hmm. I kind of want to make my way over there and have Ember just like put his chin up on the table. Okay. (laughs) And just like, so is the incense lit? We'll say no in this particular case. I would like to light it. Okay. (laughs) I'll say, we'll treat this not as like a a hardcore skill challenge, skill challenge, but as like a, a little skill challenge. So tell me how you want to do this. And, and that's relevant if you want to use hero points in some of the ways we've sure, talked about. Sure. I would just like to, you know, use produce flame and, and light the candle. It might be a little bit of abuse of produce flame. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And then I, like I want to just like stare at the smoke that the incense makes and just see. She comes to you. She hasn't heard you talk, has she? No, I haven't spoken yet. She, she does note that you light this candle, and she will make her way over to you very regally and say, You have some magical ability. I can light things on fire. You can talk. 
and light things on fire. Tell me. She's going to reach out and put her hand, like, on your body, and she will draw it back a little quickly and then and then put it back once she realizes she's not going to get burned. And she will say, yeah. What do you see in the smoke? Does it reveal anything to you? Can I roll religion? Yeah. Cool. I'd like to roll religion. Is it secret? Yes. Do you make oh, this a dear. secret check. There you go. You you stare at it for a moment. And at first, to you, it, it seems like smoke, which is kind of a strange thing in and of itself that you can understand what smoke is. But it begins to take the form first of the figure you saw when you first awakened. This figure seems to grow a pair of large wings, which spread till they're almost touching you as it sort of slowly turns in the way that smoke does. And you hear, for the first time since Oriana's death, you hear a voice in your mind. It's like a, a faint whisper, it says. My ember. That's it. Okay. Ember will look confused. Very, very confused. And say, my master would stare at the smoke. And then say things. Does the smoke normally talk back? Did it speak to you? It said my ember. Which is silly because I am ember. And did it take a form for your sight? Yes. It looked like smoke. But like smoke that looked like other things. And what other things did it look like? You said it looked like a dragon, right? The it figure looks... then became a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That's a little complicated. It, did it look like your dragon friend that you had mentioned before? It did look like my dragon friend. Except this time the dragon friend had wings. The dragon friend did not have wings before. I want to be looking at the stuff on the tables or whatever, but when you saw your friend, the dragon, the first time, they looked like like a human or an elf or an, an orc, like that shape? Yes. But when you saw them this time, they looked like that with they, wings or they looked like a dragon with wings? They looked like smoke. They looked like the shape of a person with wings or a, the shape of a dragon with wings. Ember definitely doesn't understand the question. Okay. <laughs> to him, dragon is more of a scent than a shape. Okay, okay. So the, the question, that's that's interesting. I was just asking because I wanted to know how he knew it was the same dragon, but I guess the smell, the dragon is a dragon is a dragon no matter what form it is. The divinatory arts are mystifying, even to those of us who study them. But I can tell that you, you are in tune in a powerful way. There is a, a mark of destiny upon you, perhaps. We will speak more of this. Come, I wish to see the rest of you. Who will go next? Have you described to us what items are around? Yes, but I did so quickly, and I will happily do so again. 
Immediately on the tables that are around in this foyer are decks of cards, books, tea sets with leaves and strainers and such, some like bone fragments or stone fragments with runes on them that one could like cast by throwing up in the air or throwing someplace, a couple of orbs that one could gaze in, star charts, candles, and vessels of water. Prof Z is probably attracted to the star charts or the books. I'd like to look at the orbs. I would like to look at the cards. All right. So describe to me what you would like to do, and then we can think about, and and if you know what you'd like to roll, if there's a particular skill you're like, I want to use this, we can go with that, or we can talk about what skill to use when when it's time to roll. Who wants to go first? Well, just for a little bit, I'd like to pick a nice spot to just um, lie down with my with my back to the ground and just sort of uh, look up first for a bit and just take in the the incense that was lit by Ember and just look at the smoke for a bit as Nami sort of flies around. I know what I would like to do. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, let me ask you a question about the car. What kind of deck is it? Like, what kind of imagery? Are there people in the deck? Yes, it's a harrow deck. Okay. I would like to describe to you what I would like to do. And then you tell me how I can accomplish such a thing. And what of my bank of hero points I can use to aid myself in such a thing. And, you know, if it's reasonable or not. Okay. Presumably, I've, I've seen a deck of cards like this before. I would uh, assume so, yes. <laughs> and... Even though I'm not like, you know, intensely aware of all of the symbolism and all of that stuff, I, I know a, l- a little bit. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so what I would like to do is pick up the cards, shuffle them, shuffle them, shuffle them, and use, do we have sleight of hand or is it just thievery? Thievery. I'd like to use that to when shuffling it shuffle it in such a fashion and you know if i had to peek at them before whatever shuffle it in such a fashion that the top four cards that i lay out are going to be cards that represent my mothers myself and my cousin whether it's imagery wise or something else that's the cards that i pull and the order will be mother mother me zorzi and you're, you're very intentionally going for specific cards. Yes. Okay. Well, roll thievery. Okay. Can I use a hero point to roll twice? Is that the thing? Yes, you can. I would like to do that. I don't need to do that. Yeah, that succeeds. You expertly note some markings on particular cards, and you're going to lay them out just as you wanted. Mother, mother, you, Zorzi. She will take in the cards that come up and say, and do these represent something to you? They do. Would you like me to tell you, or is that... I want to see your capacity for the divinatory arts and how this magic speaks to you. So you tell me, what do you see here? I see my family. I'll go ahead and be a little more specific and I'll point that to them. Mother, mother, myself, 
my cousin. And what does that mean? Hmm. Does that maybe get into what the cards are? Mm-hmm. Temerity, can you clarify for me which mom you wanted to go in card number one slot and which mom is card number two? Ooh, damn. Let's just say Bard Mom is number one and Rogue Mom is number two for the, for the sake okay. of it. Taravaniel is number one. Iluin is number two. Got it. Correct. All right. So for the first slot, you are going to draw the midwife. The midwife is a card that can represent creation or creativity though she doesn't always necessarily create of her own volition. She represents life force and knowledge that is flowing from one source to another and giving life, and represents a heart that sees good even in very difficult situations, and welcomes new arrivals and unexpected things. Perfect. Your other mother, Iluin, <laughs> is going to be represented by the card, the locksmith. The locksmith represents keys to destiny, keys needed to unlock a destiny, tools that are giving you access to a new location or area of knowledge or something that you felt restricted from, but now it's, it's opening up to you. This doesn't necessarily tell you how or where to use these tools, but it represents the ability to have a portal open. And it can often represent a particular strange, ancient, magical object, an obscure relic. Temerity. For you, the card you draw to represent yourself is the Wanderer. Ooh. It is a card that represents collecting things. It's often a centaur, and the centaur appreciates things that others might discard easily or discount as not important, uh, sees value even in things that others might label as junk or worthless. The wanderer tends to come up for those who are observant enough, clever enough to find the worth in something others ignore as worthless or treat as worthless. And lastly, Zorzi, your cousin Zorzimril. You draw, purposefully, the card, the twin. (laughs) The twin signals duality of purpose or identity. Someone who is a multiplicity of things can mean indecision or uh, a multitude of different directions one could take in life. It often makes people a little wary because it can mean an entire spread of cards has a hidden meaning or a reversed meaning, but it can also excite people because of its opportunity. Oh, what a great job I did. Me, all me, alone by myself. (laughs) Would you like to give her any particular words on the subject? Um, you know, I'm gonna let it be what it is. Everything that you just explained was so, like, on the head that I don't feel it needs any further explanation. I would have told her, a wise woman such as yourself, I think you can see. What, what's laid out here is, is very clear. 
and I tell her who, who each one is. And you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll demonstrate that I understand what the cards mean in so doing. Okay. Let's say you do. I think that will um, help your cause. Who is next? I'm gonna start studying the star charts and like putting my fingers on various different stars and tracing out constellations. All right, what would you like to roll? Maybe occultism? Yeah, I like that. Go for it. You wanna keep that one? You wanna hero point it? Yeah, let's hero point it. Okay. Okay. Better. You notice as you trace your finger from point to point on this star chart, at first, it seems a little random, like an interesting but kind of odd exercise. But as you begin to trace, you you notice that you're tracing patterns that maybe look a little bit like draconic figures in the stars. It's interesting. It's like your your fingers are outlining the shape of three great dragons. As soon as you notice it and the pattern becomes apparent, it kind of begins to fade a little bit. Oh, and there's something that's like a teardrop that's coming out of one of their eyes. So there's three dragons? Yeah. So you just trace your fingers from point to point on these star charts. You find that the directions your fingers are moving, you, you feel called to move them. You're tracing out something like three dragons. And from one of them, there's like a little teardrop shape coming down from them. Indigo will say, and what have the stars told you, Z? They've shown me the dragons. How many dragons? Three dragons. And did they tell you anything about them? One of them appears to be crying. Hmm. And Oom? I'm gonna use my emotional connection with Nami to just ask Nami to land on one of the orbs at random. Okay. Um, That's the one that I'd like to pick up and use dragon claws while holding it okay does dragon claws give you a particular special ability or is it just a, a cool aesthetic thing you can do good question i don't know <laughs> i think it lets you do damage but that wasn't my goal <laughs> and then also yeah, it's, it's gain dragon for, scales for damage but you know you do you um you focus on your connection with nami who alights on the fourth of five crystal orbs in the area, and you can use your dragon claws to take this in your hands. And tell me, what do you do once it's once it's in your hands? Well, I'm I'm kind of curious to see if the fire either reveals anything in the orb or if it breaks. I'm actually going to try to use color spray on the shattered glass. So, are you just like? Driving your claws into it, or, or holding it, or yeah, just holding it as the yeah as the dragon claws activate. Okay. Um, and what would you like to roll? Hmm. I have no idea what would make sense for this. Uh, you <laughs> maybe could do arcana. arcana. Yeah, I was gonna suggest that. Okay. Hmm. 
you can gaze into this sphere for a while and the smoke patterns do seem to swirl around the surface and then the swirling depths of the orb seem to come alive and it's going to be a very familiar story one that your Antonia told you long ago you see come to life in this smoke two parents who argue over their child a body of fresh water and a body of salt water arguing over the spring that is their baby and there is a great separation of the two and the salt water is crying that's what you see indigo says and what has this orb revealed to you Oom. just an old story that someone who was was dear to me once shared just a, a child's tale really a significant child's tale one that's popped up in everyone's upbringing where i'm from but this particular version had a lot of importance to me it seems you all perhaps have a strong connection with fate with the reading of patterns in life. I will be honored to help you in the ways that I may. Come, come to my office. We will discuss the matter at hand. She will happily invite you all to her office and she will say, I can tell that you all have strong ties to the divinatory arts in a way that is not always seen. Peculiar. How long have you all known each other? Well, Amber and I have known each other for, how long was it? Two or three months, is that it? At least two months, I would say. Yeah, I think at least two months. A couple of months I've known Amber and my new friends here, I met yesterday. And Z, how long have you known these, these travelers, these visitors? I had seen Amber around the bakery many times but everyone else I, I met yesterday. Well, it seems that perhaps fate has drawn you together for a purpose. You wish me to have a look at this book. May I see it? I'll hand over the book. What is your purpose in studying the Whisperwood? I would like to find my friend. And who is your friend? Friend Dragon. Is it this dragon that appeared to you in the smoke? Yes, I would like to find my friend. And you believe you will find your friend in the Whisperwood? I believe that these people are very smart and they know many things. Hmm. Friend who lives in the Whisperwood is an interesting friend indeed. But I will not question your purposes. I must tell you, all of you, the divinatory arts are not set in stone. Because you have seen one thing, it does not necessarily mean it will come to pass, or that it will come to pass in the way you expect, based on the revelation. Sometimes the signals we receive 
refer to things long in the past, or in our futures, or the tendrils of those two that intertwine in the present. This is why it is a delicate art, a difficult art. Go with the knowledge you have gained, and make of it what you can. She will take the book in her hands, run her fingers over it, and say, Hmm, this passage, it has been obscured. I do have a spell that may help us in determining this information. Please wait while I make a few preparations. She's going to get out a large book and start looking through some things. She will begin to make some preparations and sort of trace her fingers along the book, flip through some more pages to see if there's any information, mutter something that the caster among you and those who are around magic might, might gather to be a cantrip. You could easily guess she may be trying to determine whether the book itself is magical in nature, and she'll just nod to herself a couple of times. She's going to stop, breathe deeply, make some motions with her hands, say some words in gnome and then draconic, and then smile and say, As I thought, it is likely this was censored by the agents of House Thrun upon um, a certain date after its printing, I would guess. This is a technique that many have refined in order to regain access to information the agents of the house would not like us to have. She will hand the book back to all of you. Make of this what you will. And who particularly takes it? I'll take it. Okay. You will be able to read. Though we have heard rumor of the dragon Athervox abiding in the Whisperwood, we have not been able to confirm such rumors. The dragon Athervox? Athervox. A-T-H-E-R-V-O-X. Oh, wow, I got it right. Me too! Nailed it! And there's a footnote which will describe Athervox. An adult or older green dragon who is the daughter of the famous dragon astronomer Gartharis. Gartharis? Like Garth Brooks and then E-R-I-S. Goddess of Discord. Yes, the goddess of Discord. <laughs> Garth Brooks and the goddess of Discord. That's an album I'd like to listen to. For real, though. No. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Her her parent was a, a dragon astronomer? Yes. Okay. An astronomer who is a dragon, not an astronomer who charts dragon stuff an astronomer who who was a dragon okay. yes got it astronomer okay did she did she pass this over to me just to like to be coolsies or like for the drums 
Or like, am I not supposed to say this out loud? You get the sense she was handing your book back to you in her way, which is very stylistic. Oh yeah, um, so for the drops. I will, ex I will accept this with um, appropriate reverence. And I'll say to the party, she has done it. And I'll pass the book over. We, we now know the name of the dragon. Is anybody familiar? Have, has anybody heard tell of this other box? Professor, oh, I guess. if this is a famous dragon astronomer, do you, does anyone in your circles know? That's possible. It? Yeah, what should I roll to... Oh, is there... I mean, should we roll to see if any of us have ever, other than Ember, have ever heard of this name? With love, Ember. I don't think you've ever read a history book. I don't think I've read a book. Exactly. <laughs> what would that be? Cultism? I would say Arcana or Society. Okay. Or if you happen to have Draconic Lore, that too. I do not happen to have that, but maybe Uni does. Is that like Gladiator Lore? No, <laughs> not oh, for this situation. I got you, Temerity. I've never heard of this dragon before. Have you heard of dragons? Let me show you. I think they're big lizards. <laughs> the thing that follows Um around, that, Nami, that's a dragon. I see, I see. Mm. Temerity, you begin. So, are, are you looking for the name Gartheris or Athervox or both? Athervox. Okay. You begin thinking about this name, and it occurs to you that you once heard in a certain sector of Keonan an absolutely salacious rumor about Queen of Talandia Adasaril that at some point she had escaped. Or, you know, uh, gone off on her own accord from the palace in Ayadara and taken a dragon as a lover who was in the form of a human. It's like tabloid fodder. Mm -hmm. Extreme tabloid fodder in an elven way. Yeah. And you dwell on this salacious idea and you're pretty sure the name of that dragon was Athervox. Mm-hmm. It was probably that dragon. That's what you get. Professor Z, this name weirdly does ring a bell. You're not exactly sure where you've heard it before. It doesn't come up in Brassel work. You've never had a conversation with any colleague here about a dragon named Athervox, and yet you feel like in your travels, occasional as they are, outside the city, you've heard something like this before. It seems, it seems like a valid thing, as far as you can tell. A dragon who lives in the Whisperwood loves the stars. It definitely rings a bell. Does this narrow down things or are we still going to Wolfbert Rumble Valley? Yeah, actually, so Wolfbert, if you want to talk about dragons in general, he's certainly traveled, he loves animals and magical beings and creatures. He, he might be a good bet. Honestly, going back to Parmenius, you might expect would have knowledge about something like this. Oriana is the person you would have gone to about a, a dragon living in some forest nearby. So you might have to think for a little while about who else you'd go to, but there may be a couple other people. But those two people are the, the ones that would continue to stand out. I'm just thinking about like, I would, pro I would probably 
be a dragon's lover if I had the chance. So, like, obviously, I'm not judging this lady. But, you know, just kind of going off in my mind and not knowing what's going on. This lady, you mean your queen? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought she said it was a princess or something. Okay. Queen yes, Talandia Adasaril. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> queen of, you know, the place. The queen. The heart, the heart wants what it wants, right? So, yep. It's okay. You know what? I'm no royalist, but she did what she had to do. She did what had to be done. Ember will think if you all want to meet this other Vox, maybe we should go to the Whisperwood, this place you call. If that's if if that's who you want to meet and it's friend dragon, you should you should meet. I would yes. like to meet with Mira. I need to give her something. Do we have reason to believe that Mira's in the Whisperwood or she's just out and it could possibly be in the Whisperwood? She has been back to the Whisperwood, but you don't have reason to believe she's there right now. Okay. But we you all seem very interested in this dragon. So Ember is like, Ember wants to help you with this thing. <laughs> Sounds good. So we should wait for word from Mira, then maybe see friend dragon. The friend dragon is definitely a different dragon than the dragon that we're talking about right now, though. Is that correct? Okay. From the information that we have, the dragon Atherfox is in where? The Whisperwood, which is where oh, okay. I hypothetically so I thought she were a whole different one. Okay, cool. Oh, so it's it's possible that this dragon in this book is the same dragon as Friend Dragon? We're inferring. I have been wanting to ask <laughs> if the Friend Dragon was green before remembering like six times that I am colorblind <laughs> and would not be able to tell you. Yeah. So, so basically, <laughs> sorry for being slow, but this is a solid lead that it's in the realm of possible that this dragon that has been struck from the book by House Throne is the same dragon that potentially, maybe, hooked Ember up with sentience. Sentience? Yeah. That seems reasonable. Probably would make sense to, to get a, a Wolfbert's opinion. Okay. Is that the assumption that the non-canine members of the party are currently under? Well, actually, also, so GM question, uh, would my imprecise scent allow me to know if a green dragons have a particular smell like that, plus, I don't know, draconic lore or something? Like, if I described it to, to Ember, would I be able to narrow down a scent? You, you probably could, yes. There's also other things you might be able to gather about this particular dragon if you wanted to roll draconic lore there's i would say they have a scent like like petrichor like leaves after a strong rain and perhaps if you've ever smelled a fire unlike a damp day like a misty damp day in the woods like that okay so like like a peat moss like yeah like a okay I'll I'll describe this this scent to to Ember. Did my friend Dragon smell like peat moss? No. Okay. Ember will say the friend Dragon did not smell like that. Okay, so we have established that his dragon friend and this dragon in this book are different dragons. I mean, it's a very it doesn't confident necessary. statement. Our <laughs> 
nothing. We know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I think. And I don't think we can just go by this scent. dragon doesn't smell like peat moss. I mean, he can't see what color it is. Okay, what I would like for you to do, Oom, is to now, after having described what a green dragon smells like, continue to describe what the other dragons <laughs> smell like until Ember gives you a confirm, or until he says no to all of them. And that's the scientific method, babies. I, I actually think I can help us a little bit. We asked this question somewhat last session, and you established that the dragon smelled like a very pure kind of flame. Like, think Azula's blue flame, if you could give that a scent. It smelled like that. And if any dragon is going to be associated with that, it's a red dragon. And Oom, um, you, you kind of figured that out. I think you rolled draconic lore. I think you rolled draconic lore. But you definitely had that realization and I think communicated mm -hmm. it to the group. Okay. I think. Yeah, I w yeah, I'll communicate that to the group. Okay. All right, cool. So, all right. Possibly not other box. They may know each other. I mean, if if Aethervox does call the Whisperwoods home, so it may still have value to go there. Yeah. How many dragons could there be in the Whisperwood? Might be a whole dragon community we don't know about. Dragon commune. So many dragon friends. Uh, so does this mean that we want to go after the Whisperwoods already? Uh, well, we still have to wait for the, the letter, but... Temerity will say yes if you guys say, let's go to the, the those woods. I think that's a very dumb idea right now. I think we, there's a lot to do in this town before we, at level two or whatever, go tromping into the Hellwoods. But again, that seems reasonable. and Temerity are different people. So, I would suggest like to just engage response, but I wouldn't like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think Professor Z in character would be more interested in going to talk to Wolfert Rumblebelly. Yeah. I think we should go talk well, to the, do we have anything else to ask this nice lady? Um, we would just say thank you because her main skill set was was to help us read this book. Yeah, that's true. Hold on, I lost her name. Indigo, Indigo. Pollen Twig. Yes. yes. Madam Pollen Twig, you have been so helpful, and I hope that we can come to visit you again sometime. It would be my honor to perform divinatory readings for all of you. May I suggest you are judicious in the way you share the information you have gained. If House Thrun wanted this stricken from a book, it is likely that you spreading this name of Athervox would draw attention to you in a way that might become unpleasant. Suggest caution. We'll be sure to not mention where we found this information. Or any anyone aiding us in doing so. My gratitude. She bows to you. So, gonna go see Wolfbert? Yeah. Let's go okay. see Wolfbert. You know that he's usually in, like, a park, kind of on the other side of the 
circle that is right in front of you as you exit Convocatia Mysterium. You can make your way through the palace district to this little park that's kind of near the Temple of Bry, near a residential neighborhood. He's usually hanging out there. If not, there's a few other places you can look for him, but you can make your way Going over. Very distracted by the park. Are there <laughs> other dogs in the park? Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to play with the other dogs. As we head over, actually, can I can I think about it a bit more? Like, if I do recognize the name, uh, I'm not going to share this information. Yes, you can. Would you like me to share with you what you know right now? Or would you like me to send it secretly? You can send it secretly. So you make your way to the park. Ember, there are a couple of other dogs there. Uh, large golden retriever-esque. Like roll to play with dogs. Oh, okay. Golden retrievers are the best friends. Yes, uh, a little dog that's uh, more, more little terrier-esque, very peppy. What would one roll to play with dogs? <laughs> you can just play with the dogs. You sniff each Excellent. other's butts. I will do that. And it's, it's, it's good. Yes, they <laughs> are full of smells that I don't even want to describe. So, Ember takes off and begins to play with these two other dogs, rolling around with the grass. But Professor Z, you can make out your colleague, Wolfbert, a small gnome with short green hair and large round eyeglasses, like creeping up on a little squirrel. And uh, Buster is like, clank, 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 and the squirrel runs off and Wolfbert's like, oh, oh goodness, Z. Hello, Bert. How's it going? Oh, it's it's all right. I um, I was just trying to look at this little squirrel fellow over here. You know, I I'm really fascinated by wondering what they might be able to tell us about certain things. A- anyway, you know what they say in the home plane, squirrels can sometimes talk. What can I do for you today? Fascinating. Well, I'm on a little bit of a of a um, you know research diversion here today. So, uh, well, here, meet Ember. Ears perk up and, like, bound over to you. Well, there are many hello. friends here. Oh, my. Well, that's not something I run across every day. I know, right? Ember here used to hang out at the, the bakery all the time. But then he went missing a little while ago with Oriana, and now he's back. And can talk? Oh. Well, that sounds like an awakening to me. Fascinating. Well, Ember, tell tell Wolfbert what you told us about uh, your, your friend, the dragon. Okay. Ember will do so. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid reiterating that story again. <laughs> hmm. Smoke and death. And yes. fire. Yes. I don't suppose you could see any sort of chromatic evidence? Chromatic means color, and yes. Um said it was probably red, but I do not mm. actually know what red is. Well, then it would be a little difficult to describe. Um, so what you're asking me is what exactly? Well, so so we've been trying to to understand, you know, what happened to Ember and and uh, whether we can find Oriana and and find this 
this dragon. And so we were looking and, and we did some research and we learned about Athervox the dragon. Do you know anything about Athervox? His face changes. Are there other people around? Oh, a few scattered around the park, yeah. Nobody like, there... up in your business listening. Nobody in, in hearing distance? Uh, I wouldn't say nobody in hearing distance, but no one who's like clearly eavesdropping on you. Okay. Uh, professor, professors, perhaps this is maybe a discussion for a more private area? Ah, yes, you probably don't know the culture of Rasselwark, that we just, it's a very research-centric town, and so people, people have all sorts of conversations out in the park. It's true, we, we do, um, but I've never heard that particular name. I don't know anything about any such a dragon entity. Can I try to see whether that's, yeah. (laughs) First of all, that's a lie. I don't need Maury to tell me that's a goddamn lie. But we literally were told moments ago to be judicious with this information. Yeah, you scared the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were told moments ago to be judicious with how we got it, right? Roll perception. Like, no, Roll perception. Everybody? Anybody? A- anybody wants to see if you can tell what's going on with this little gnome? See, this seems totally like a normal thing you would talk about. Like, not a big deal at all. Why wouldn't you ask him? Yeah. Um, you're just not quite sure, but he seems a little nervous. And, um, Oom and Ember, this gnome is terrified. He shuts, it's like, mm, you can definitely tell that he is probably not telling the truth about this and... He does not want to say more. Talk about someone who's trying to shut down a particular line of conversation. You should not feel sad. Oh, I don't feel sad. I don't feel sad. Nope, nope, everything's fine. Is there, um... There's like, ears go back a little bit. Professor Z, perhaps it might not be good for just anybody to know that we are looking for this information. We're among and research colleagues. We're we are among colleagues, but your colleague is pissing his pants right now at the mere mention of this name. And we have other people in the park that we are unaware of who maybe could possibly hear. So let's go to a place where your colleague can feel a little bit more comfortable so that we can get some accurate information. How does that sound? This word makes friend gnome sad. Wolfbird, are, are, are you... Or is what they're saying true? Like, do we need to go somewhere? No, no. I um, I think better. Eh? It would just be better for me to go on home. Um, I have a busy day. Is there anything else that's not related to this particular topic? Oh, but but we really want to understand what's going on with the, the dragons and with Ember. And... Roll diplomacy. Whom? Professor Z, who is making this ask. Okay. Would you like to assist him? I would certainly like to. Okay. Should I roll it myself, or does that yes. give him another roll? Okay. Roll it yourself. He looks a little terrified, but says, look, see, I like you. I, I don't want to get in trouble. And, and we'll, like, motion you over to a corner of the park and, and look around. What is it exactly you want to know? 
Well, we're just, we're curious about Ember's history. I, I don't know anything about Ember's history. I, I don't know anything about... It, it's possible a powerful dragon could do this. It, it is. Some of them know how to cast spells, and they're very good at it. it they could probably awaken an animal through a ritual, or, or maybe even something else, but... I've never heard of any dragon doing that particularly before, and I don't know why they would. But you've heard of this dragon before, and you know why she was stricken from the books. I've worked very hard to get this job. I've worked very hard to keep out of their business. I don't want to say much more. She's a dragon that lives in the Whisperwood, and we're told not to mention her or research her, to pretend like she doesn't exist. Told by Halfruun? Temerity, you are making friend gnome upset. Temerity, roll, roll me diplomacy. One more time. Sure. Can I assist Temerity? You can. You, you can also hero point if you have hero points left. I do. I do. I'll hero point. So do you want to roll with advantage? Yes. Okay. Ooh. That's worth it. He just looks at Z and and the group of you and will sigh and his shoulders hunch and say, I don't know anybody in House Thrun. Or even the Temple of Asmodeus, not really. No, this, this order comes from the king. King Drum Thornfiddle. Z, you would know. You would know this. Not that the order, like, you don't know this specific mm-hmm. situation, but you know who the king is. Mm-hmm. Why, why would the king be involved in this? I don't know. It doesn't really seem like him to be meddling in, in research and... All I know is we're not allowed to talk about her. Not allowed to go visit her for any field work. Nothing like that. He, he doesn't even like people studying dragons intently in town. I mean, haven't you ever wondered why there's not more of us? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so for those of us who are foreigners, can you give me like an overview of what I know about their monarchy, please? Rural society. It is well beyond Ember's capacity, for example, to draw conclusions like the king doesn't appear to like people studying draconic lore, and then, of course, the eminent expert in draconic lore is murdered. That's I think it's a lot. That's a bit of a leap. Yeah, I don't think Ember would figure that out. Temerity and Oom, you aren't really sure. It's kind of weird that in... Cheliax, which is ruled by an infernal monarchy of a family that made a deal with the powers of hell, that there's anybody else titling themselves king, it doesn't really add up and you don't quite get it. I'm gonna ask Professor Z. Uh, Professor, I'm not very familiar with this area. How is there a king when there's already a king? Or is there already a monarch? There's already a queen? I'm sorry. Infernal Magistrix, yes. Okay. How is there a king when there's already a monarch that rules over the... Well, I'm sure I would know this, but I have no idea how to explain it. Let's say you would have gotten the sense over the decades 
possibly from the king himself, in your early days in Brasselork, that a deal had been struck with House Thrun that allowed the king, Drumthorn Fiddle, to establish a city where Brasselork is, where gnomes would be welcome, where there would be minimal oversight from House Thrun. And that there is speculation among a lot of people to this day about what that deal was and what the terms were. Add that to my two Ask My Mummies list. <laughs> well, that seems interesting, I suppose. Look, rumor has it. Everybody knows if you, if you go anywhere and study in other books. Her father loved studying the stars. It's a family thing. She did too. Haven't you ever thought it's weird? The project of the kings up on the hills... Nobody's really allowed to go up there. Some kind of an institution, but it's not incorporated in any of the Scholarium things. We don't know exactly what they're doing. Isn't that strange? I'm, I'm just saying. It's very strange. Do you have theories? You must. It looks like some kind of facility to observe the heavens. Secret astronomy facility. Secret observatory. Observatory. I mean, it's a visible. I mean, it's 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 not secret secret, but like it's a uh, exclusive. Exclusive is a good okay. word. Yes. Exclusive observatory, and this this is located where the palace or whatever is. No, it, the palace is actually fairly close to you in the very middle of the city of Brasselwork. This okay. is at the foothills of the mountains on a particularly high foothill. Do you think they're doing bad things in the observatory? I don't know. Bad things should not happen. Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> My master would not want bad things to happen here. Do you know besides, you know, the dragon you're not allowed to talk about, are there other dragons that venture through the Whisperwoods? Certainly none that are in residence there. You know, it's possible someone might fly in from time to time, but not that I'm aware of. If you had to guess um, what dragons might have ventured through there, would there be any reds that came to mind? No, my my guess is frankly brass, copper, and bronze. A lot of them have been involved in the various rebellions here and um, have fled from time to time, but sometimes they come back to try to make contact and uh, with their, you know, resistance groups. Uh, that would be my guess. Would you be able to share any of those names? I can look through my materials. Is Atherbox's father, Gartheris, does he still live? Oh, no. No, he died centuries ago. But Atherbox potentially still lives or definitely still lives? Question mark. Nobody's heard from her that I'm aware of in quite some time, but green dragons are... They have their ways of of moving through the world and serving their own purposes, so it's 
doesn't mean that she's gone if nobody's heard from her. Okay, okay, hold on. I think I'm starting is, to cook a theory. Is it as um, off-limits to talk about Cartheris? I'd prefer we don't. Okay, so here's the theory that I myself am personally cooking. It might be completely baseless, but let's go for it. So we know that the king made a deal to have this little kingdom city. We know that nobody in this little kingdom city is supposed to talk about that dragon. We know there's hinky wonky stuff in the Whisperwood. Is is the dragon contained within the Whisperwood and was that was the deal something to do with containing the dragon and then you can do whatever you want to do? We also know that the king was meeting with Tavi for baked goods. That's it's another thing we know about the king. I don't know if it's important. That's true. Uh, I mean, like they're great baked goods. Are they, are they are these the best baked goods in the city or not? If they are, it's circumstantial evidence. If they're not, it's much more compelling. Who are you asking? Oh, are we are we having an in character? I, I don't know. I was I wondering. Know. If you I, was, were I was wondering. I was like, are you, are you saying this out loud to us, or is this the um, internal dialogue? That was all me talking. But if you want to wreck on it and be Mary talking, absolutely, I stand by it. Ember would not have pointed out exactly. Tavi. But I'm I'm happy to have remembered Tavi in my Charlie conspiracy board if that's if that works. Okay. So the question is, or a question is, is what's the name of that bakery again? Celestine, Celestine. Bakery. Is the Celestine Bakery the best bakery in the city? Yes or no? Uh, isn't that a matter of taste? <laughs> oh, well, now you sound like an academic. Okay. You're asking the dragon expert. <laughs> I'm asking the people who live in this city if this is regarded to be the best spot in the city or if this is just a spot within the city. Professor well, Z. I, I guess I would say that or the Featherstone Inn. What about you, Z? I certainly prefer that bakery, but I'm not a... I wouldn't say that I'm a food critic. Is the bakery reputationally well-regarded or just regarded? Oh, well-regarded. More well-regarded than the other places or less well-regarded? I, I mean, more well-regarded as a standalone bakery, but the Featherstone Inn is where a lot of the important people who come to town will stay if they're not able to stay in the palace or if there's a, a big to-do going on and they serve fancy food, expensive food. So I guess it just depends. I-, I prefer the bakery. Okay, so out of character, I'm asking, so the Featherstone is like the bougier place? Yes. Nominally or significantly? Significantly. So then it's not circumstantial. I mean, it's not that their food is like, way better than the baker. It's just, it's, it's the- No, no, I'm liking the conspiracy. (laughs) (laughs) No, I stand by it. Because if that place is La Madeleine or whatever, and the other place is McDonald's, then it's weird for the, you know what I mean? 
Amber is really distraught at calling Celestine Bakery like McDonald's. It is like at best like the mom and pop bakery. Okay. okay? The Featherstone Inn is like more like the Michelin starred restaurant and resort yes. in town. Celestine Bakery is the really good local bakery that everybody goes to that is affordable. It's really good. It's just not Michelin starred. You haven't you haven't thrown me off my trail completely, but partially. So it it's it's within the realm of reason that though they could afford the higher status bakery, they would be looking to establish some sort of connection. I'm turning this into a whole thing. I'm sorry. I have to go, I have to go where my mind takes me. I mean, so, can totally return to Tavi and interrogate him. <laughs> I mean, we might have to. All right. Okay. Okay. So it makes it makes sense. It's a beloved local place versus the the higher scale place. It makes sense for either. It, it's not like totally what the fuck that they would choose this place. It's not totally what the fuck they would choose this okay. place. All right. Temerity will simmer slightly down. Okay, I understand. Wolfbert just looks a little befuddled and like mildly overwhelmed. Have. Have either of you suggest. ever met the king? I think we've heard that Professor Z has, right? I believe I've met the king. You have. Any it's... interesting insights? I haven't met the king. Rural society. <laughs> Negative uh, one. Guess Negative you one. Eleven. It's really hard to say. Just like, you I have don't know, to Oriana smell him. happened to meet with the king at some you point. I, you're right. I you would have, have to, to smell, smell him. him. For Professor Z. And then I want to turn attention to maybe closing here in the park. You would know that the king is overall a, a nice guy. He does like his title and he does like to put on a certain degree of like airs, but it's kind of like everybody's invited to pretend along with him. Like he, he takes himself less seriously than House Thrun does, but like seriously. He's a little evasive, if he's ever asked about his whole life story, but he never says anything that makes him seem, like, overly suspicious, just that he's traveled around a lot, and he wanted to make a city for gnomekind to live in a place where they could always keep their colors bright. So we've gathered a, a pretty decent amount of information, but only enough to make me create a conspiracy board and not really enough to do anything practical with. Does that sound right? Well, no, because we, now there's this secret observatory. Oh, that's true. Well, that's, yeah. Which is totally investigatable. That, that was completely actionable, I think. Well, maybe that's what we need to get up to next time. Yeah, it sounds like a good plan. Wolfbert will add one more thing. If Temerity has a moment oh. about, like, the establishments and the bakeries <laughs> and the king ordering things, he will say, well, uh, my uh, my cousin's sister's boyfriend's niece's best friend works, who's also a friend of mine, it's a small city, sort of, works at the Featherstone Inn as one of the line cooks, and um, apparently the king has been ordering even more than usual for the palace and and Foxwing Academy outside the city and uh, nobody knows why and 
well, I don't know what that means, but if it goes into your formula, you take it and run with it. Okay. Do you know Do you know what kind of things? Meals. Caters meals. What, what? I am certain that he likes bread. Hmm. Esther, what do dragons eat? Just anything? Or are they like meat eaters? I, it would depend on the form they're in. Okay. Okay. I mean, in, in draconic form, they could eat a lot of things. Ooh, new ideas cooking. The dragon is hidden in the castle and he has to feed this dragon, but she's in person form. That's where I'm at right now. But like, it takes a lot of calories to maintain person form or like, you know, whatever. So she has to like eat a lot, but like she a dragon. And so she has a lot of varying interests. So if they're ordering stuff that's not food, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there. There's a secret dragon in the in the palace. I like there's, it. There's a secret dragon. Temerity is just sitting there like <laughs> eyes widening. You're just like <laughs> connecting dots. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering if this isn't like an internal dialogue or like you're just oh, like yeah. not just conspiracy <laughs> theory. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. It, the conspiracy theories are all out loud. What What's he ordering? Lots of food? What do dragons eat? Okay. So maybe the dragon isn't in dragon form. The dragon is in person form. But, you know, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of energy to maintain all this magic. I don't know. Because so, if you're a big dragon and then you turn yourself into a smaller form, so he has to order all this food for the dragon to eat and, you know, all of these other things for entertainment. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, here's the other question. How long has the name of the dragon been discouraged from being spoken? Oh, a long time, ever since I've been here. How long have you been here? Oh, 30 years or so. Okay, so that's a while. 30 years, no dragon talk. What does Draconic Lore tell me about dragon metabolisms? Yeah, Esther, how much bread can a dragon digest? You would guess that if they are feeding a full-grown dragon cartloads of bread, it would take- the bakery is gonna have to produce a lot of bread. <laughs> like... But what about a dragon in personoid form? I mean, I think it would be safe to assume that if the dragon was in perma-humanoid form, it would metabolize more like a humanoid. That's fair, but I like my theory. Okay, okay, I see. That makes sense, Um. Thank you for the information. Is the king married? Nope. Where? wife dragon. You're with me, Justin. You're with me. You're following me. You're on the wavelength, babe. It does match with the tabloid, you know. This dragon's just courting multiple nobles. I'm on some gossip <laughs> shit. You know what's up? High profile scandal dragon. <laughs> oh no, I lost the other question I was gonna ask. Not satisfied with Queen Gasserill. <laughs> Where? You you seem like a very studious professorial type. Are you one to be aware of the gossip that's happening in the in the palace around it? No, not really. Do you know who might be? Well, um, the innkeepers, some of the other academics, um, some of the storekeepers in town. They're they're often really good. Uh, oh, the beauticians at the Temple of Shelling. <gasps> Mani-pedis, if we're all good with mani-pedis. I really need to be groomed, like, really badly. I think it sounds like perhaps we should go to where the gossip is. That's what you do in any new town you go to. 
Yeah, Manny Petties, love it. You know, I've been to the Temple of Seven and many other cities, and it's it's always a beautiful, serene place to really learn something about yourself and your own beauty. I suppose if you think you'll learn something there, I don't mind following along. Ah, well, you know, in life, you have to go to many different places if you if you really want to learn many different things. We expose ourselves to to the widest variety that the world has to offer, and only then may we find true knowledge. Well, I do like to look under any possible rock. And, you know, if you like to get your toenails painted, that's nice, too. They take it very seriously, their work there. It's a very beautiful thing. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow? And then maybe if we have enough time, we can go investigate the... Uh, what's the word I was looking for? Observatory. The observatory. But maybe afterwards we'll be too relaxed, who knows? Sounds like a plan. Temple of Shellen and Secret Observatory. <laughs> Sounds like a party, dude. It does. I'm waiting for my Wizard of Oz, like, scrub, scrub, scrub. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's leave the group here for now with Wolfbird Rumblebelly in the park. And we'll resume oh. next time where I guess it's going to be a beauty parlor day at the Temple of Shellen and investigating Secret Observatory. Thanks so much for tuning into Chromithica and being in this story with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel welcome to let us know by rating and reviewing the show in your podcast app of choice. This will really help us get the show to a wider audience. You can find the YouTube version of our show under the channel Chromithica or by clicking the embedded links on our website, www.chromithica.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media for the latest updates, we are at Chromithica on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Chromithica uses trademarks and copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy, which you can access at paizo.com forward slash community use. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Chromithica is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Our theme music, credits, break music, and some background music is by Justin Brown. Other music used in this episode is licensed from JP Soundworks, pack published by Platonic Game Studio. If you want to find out where our story takes us next, feel welcome to subscribe using your podcast app of choice. Until we're together again, remember, tell the stories you most want to encounter in the world.